When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My papa loved westerns. As a kid growing up in Colorado, he always dressed up as a cowboy. It's John Wayne as Ethan Edwards, who had a rare kind of courage. He looked up to John Wayne and Roy Rogers. What do you want me to do, draw your picture? Spell it out? Papa had taken some acting roles as a cowboy early in his career. When Mom and Papa left Argentina, spaghetti westerns were a booming business. And even though they were filmed in Italy, they featured some of the biggest Hollywood stars of the day. Adios, Sabata. Yul Brynner as Sabata. My father scored a role alongside Academy Award winner Yul Brynner. It's no wonder he always wears black. Papa and Yul didn't quite get along, though. Yul had a reputation as a bit of a diva. He often clashed with his co-stars, including famously Steve McQueen on the set of Magnificent Seven. During the filming of Adio Sabata, Yul kept to himself. But Papa made friends with everyone on set, his co-stars, the crew, their families. He was a man of the people, just like he'd been in South America. Here's Papa's friend, Victor Grossman. Dean was quite successful making these Italian westerns that are called spaghetti westerns, including one with Yul Brynner. He told me some funny stories. He told me how in a small company making a film with him didn't pay their crew properly. He said he worked out secretly with a crew, having them kidnap him. So he let them kidnap him, and they wouldn't let him free until they got their pay. He really fought for their rights there. He was always conscious of the working people in the film crews, not only the actors and the directors, but the ones doing the hard work. You'd think maybe Yul and my dad could find some common ground. After all, Yul was born in Russia and was probably the most famous Russian in America at the time. And Papa had befriended lots of famous Russians, the cosmonaut Valentina Tereshkova and Lev Yashin, the goalie of the Soviet Union's national soccer team. Lev, by the way, got my dad into his first bit of trouble with the U.S. government. 
when my dad invited the whole Soviet soccer team to attend one of his concerts. He almost got his American passport revoked, but my dad smoothed it over, as he always seemed to do. He'd been allowed to continue touring and had moved to Italy with my mom. But Yul Brenner didn't care for any of that. He was an American icon. Forget the motherland. My dad was happy to be in a potentially big movie. But one day on set, I don't really know how it started. Yul whispered to Papa, You commie bastard. Love your brother! I'm Ramona Reed, and this is Red Elvis. I used to think that peace and love were just the same. Then I learned that life is not only a game. Each man must fight and fight again. But never, never, never let your life just flow away. Let your life have value every day. Episode 3. Adia Sabata. I recently found in my mom's journal a list of names she and Papa were considering for a baby. This was back in 64. They had moved to Argentina that year. Their first pick for a girl was Doña Germaine Reed, named after Sofia Loren's character in the film El Cid. The first choice for a boy was Peyton Rome Reed, after my father's acting mentor, Peyton Price. They never had a baby in Argentina, though. It would be three more years of trying unsuccessfully as they traveled around South America. It was really hard for my mom, who was growing more and more insecure. But in Rome, on May 2nd, in 1968, I came along. Ramona, Shemaine, Guevara, Price, Reed. They kept Shemaine from the list all those years ago, and you know already about Guevara. In a letter Papa wrote to me a few days after I was born, he explained my first name, Ramona. Ramona will remind you that your ancestors from your mother's side were the only true Americans of our country. It will remind you of their brave and courageous fight that your people gave when defending their land. My mom believes she had Cherokee heritage. So the name, Ramona, came from a story of a brave Native American woman. Papa's beliefs had changed. No longer was John Wayne and the white man the moral hero in American history. In Adia Sabata, Papa played a character referred to as the gringo. The gringo. When he went by the book, so did you. My father played a kind of Robin Hood character, stealing from the Austrian army when they ruled the Mexican Empire in the 1800s. In real life, in 1969, in Italy, Papa needed the work, needed the money. He was filming movies all the time while Mom was at home with me. Her family was in California, so she had little help. Old Italian grandmothers from my piazza would sometimes look out for me when my mom had to run errands. I had a babysitter named Anne. She became a good friend to my mom over the years, They stayed in touch via postcards. I recently reconnected with her, and she told me I had been a good baby. She even kept one of the butterflies from the mobile above my crib. Years ago, Anne had given me a gold ID bracelet that had belonged to Papa. 
On the front, it says, Dino Reed. And on the back, my mom had engraved, I want to be all, your sweetheart, mother, mistress, and wife, Patty. The bracelet means a lot to me. I feel his energy through it. I use it to help me get through hard days. I'm wearing it right now as I'm working on this podcast. Anne told me something else, something surprising. Whenever Papa was home, he would spend all of his time with me, playing, singing, changing diapers, taking me out to the parks. It was amazing to hear about this side of Papa. I don't really remember any of that, and I don't remember going to any of Papa's movie premieres or visiting him on set. But Papa was working hard. He was in three movies in 1968 alone and still giving concerts as well. And when he wasn't filming, Papa was speaking out politically against things like the Vietnam War. Here's Cold War historian Justin Jampel. This is a, a heady time in the Cold War because America's involved in the Vietnam conflict and USGIs are dying. Anti-war protests were erupting in the U.S., and political leaders were taking sides. I am concerned that at the end of it all, there will be only more Americans killed, more of our treasure spent, and because of the bitterness and because of the hatred on every side of this war, more hundreds of thousands of Vietnamese slaughtered so that they may say, as Tacitus said of Rome, They made a desert, and they called it peace. The Vietnam War was seen by many as a proxy for the Cold War. The Americans supported the capitalist South, and the Soviets backed the communist North. Europeans largely stayed out of the war. They focused on the march of communism within their own borders. But my father didn't sit on the sidelines. This was a period of time of international uprising that was often fueled by Soviet-backed socialist Marxist movements. There was the rise of the rejection against the Vietnam War, which was a global movement that included revolt in the United States. So for Dean Reed, he was sort of at the vanguard of the socialist-driven rebellion before it even became a thing. And he was always at the place at the exact right time to be part of a historical moment. At one protest in front of the American embassy in Rome, Papa used his U.S. passport to get past a blockade of policemen and went up the stairs to where the U.S. ambassador was standing next to the head of Italy's political police. Papa turned to the crowd, raised his fist, and yelled out, He was arrested for participating in, quote, seditious activity, sponsored by the Italian Communist Party. The charges were eventually dropped. But Mom was always worried who Papa was going to piss off next. He'd been arrested three times since they moved to Rome. He'd been beaten up, in and out of hospitals. Some nights, Mom feared for her life. She was alone with me most of the time, and echoes of Argentina worried her. She was lonely and exhausted. Papa understood this was hard for her, but he felt a calling. Papa's political ideals had already complicated his relationship with his dad. They loved each other but could never see eye to eye, 
Two months after the arrest, Papa wrote his dad this letter. Dear father, you say I was brought up in an honest, moral family, but now I have changed. You were right that I was brought up in an honest and moral family, but I have not changed. I have just carried that morality and honesty to its ultimate end. Do you realize that for millions of people in South America who make up the oppressed majority, that I am the most honest and moral American to come out of America in the last years? You say that you are proud of me as a singer, but not as a man. What a shallow definition of proudness. You helped to create me as an honest and moral human being. I must live up to that now. Love, Dean. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if we are to have peace in the last third of the century, a major factor will be the development of a new relationship between the United States and the Soviet Union. Papa, of course, was keeping up with global politics while working on set the Vietnam War, the Cold War, and what the U.S. was up to in South America. Right at this pivotal moment in the election of 1970, his friend, Salvador Allende, was running for president of Chile. He had to do whatever he could to support him. Allende was trying to overcome a longtime CIA propaganda campaign against socialism in the country. And a week before the presidential elections in Chile, Dean Reed goes back out there in support of his friend, Salvador Allende. Papa felt that he could do something about it. So he left me and my mom in Rome. So Dean Reed being the sort of ultimate political spokesperson gets the idea that he's going to go to the U.S. Embassy, alert all of the press, 
and in front of it, he washes an American flag, symbolically cleansing his birth country of what he sees as this sort of corruption of American foreign policy and CIA-backed rightist movements. He also delivers an impassioned speech. Bandera North Americano está sucia con la sangre de miles de mujeres. This North American flag is dirty with the blood of thousands of Vietnamese women and children who have been burned alive by bombs of napalm. Papa's friend, Neil Jacobs. He had what I like to refer to as his Jane Fonda moment. He's taking on America there, and it was uh, very controversial. He's arrested, and they take the flag away from him. Shortly afterwards, Papa met with his friend, the soon-to-be Nobel Prize-winning poet Pablo Neruda. According to my father's writings, Neruda sent a cable to the Chilean press. It read, To the authorities of Chile, you must return the American flag to Dean Reed. He washes it of the blood with which his government has stained it. He is a true representative of his country and by his courageous and symbolic act has shown the way for all artists. Papa wrote that Pablo's telegram was published in the newspapers. And remarkably, just before boarding his flight back to Italy, the Chilean government returned his flag. When the election came about, uh, his friend Allende won by a mere 39,000 votes. So it was fairly obvious that his popularity and his, his antics played a great role in uh, Allende being elected. The American government took notice of Papa's flag-washing stunt and the political impact it had. He was public enemy number one for the Americans in Chile. And in some ways, they blamed him for Allende's victory. When Papa got back to Italy, my mom took notice, too. Well, welcome home, you old fox. During seven years of marriage, you always told me that you didn't know how to wash. Now I read in the newspapers that you're becoming famous as a washer. Well, from now on, you can wash your own socks. It wasn't long before he left Italy again. After Dean Reed is buoyed by his success in Chile, he turns his attention to leftist causes in Argentina who are under threat from the right-wing government. He's been banned from Argentina, so he has to sneak across the border to get in. 21 de Mayo, 1971, Santiago, Chile. Dear Patricia, I shall be leaving within a week for Uruguay, and then on the 7th of June, I shall be entering Argentina. The head of the General Confederation of Labor has offered all his support there are many political interests involved, and this time, I think they shall be forced to allow me to enter or arrest me on false charges. I don't think they want a political scandal at this time, but one never knows. Enclosed is my last farewell in Spanish to the Chilean people. If something happens, I would like Ramona to have it. Once he's in Argentina, Dean Reed makes an impassioned speech on behalf of the leftist groups that he came to support. And within hours of making that speech, he is arrested by the police in the streets of Argentina and put into Argentinian prison. 16 of July, 1971, Carcel Via Devoto, 
Buenos Aires, Argentina. Dear Patricia, today is Friday. I'm going into my 17th day of prison. It is worse day by day, and I am now alone in a cell. Yes, I'm a little depressed and worried. I wanted to be in Rome before the 18th. Now I have my doubts when I shall arrive, for the promises of the dictatorship have not been kept. If I have not arrived by the time you receive this, get Mina and Ricci into motion to start a large campaign for my liberty. And he goes to one of Argentina's most notorious prisons, and he starts a hunger strike. Monday, the 19th of July, I shall start a hunger strike and shall refuse to eat anything until I have my freedom or my death. And he does it at great personal cost. I mean, he physically becomes emaciated. Um, his allies in Chile, like Pablo Neruda, are advocating for his release, and he's dwindling and wasting away. The extent to which the strike has value depends upon the organization of worldwide opinion and the press. If the press does not know, a hunger strike fails. So get all of my friends in Italy off their asses, for by the time you get this, I shall already have passed five days of no food. Take care of yourself and give a large kiss and hug to Ramona. I would have liked to have seen her before all this happened, but I knew that if I had not done it now, I would never have been able to live with myself. Bye for now, and hope to see you all soon. Love, Dean. Papa made it out alive, raised awareness of leftist causes in Argentina, and made it back to Italy. But the pressure on my mom to be in charge of all that, plus watching after me, the fear of attacks, let's just say it was the final straw. Papa wrote me a letter directly about a month later. My dearest daughter, Ramona, I am so sorry that I cannot watch and help you every step of growth to an adult, but life has separated myself from your mother emotionally, and my work has separated me from you geographically. Papa knew Mom would take me back to America. He begged my mom to stay. He wrote heartbreaking letters, but it wasn't enough. Off to California I went. I hope you are well and happy at this moment. I'm not sure, but I believe your mother took you with her on vacation. You're probably swimming very well by now and also very tanned from the sun. Next summer, we shall find time to take a vacation together, you and me. Help your mother when you can. She is going through a very difficult period in her life. And bye for now. I love you very much. Your father, Dean. Papa's spaghetti westerns never quite took off in the U.S., but recently I went on a trip to Italy to visit a close friend. At a restaurant, we were chatting with the chef, and the conversation turned to my papa's movie career. The chef showed papa's pictures to his staff. They recognized him immediately. They were big fans. It felt good to know his legacy carried on to this day. Still, of all papa's movies... I loved to watch his first one, Guadalajara and Verano, from 1965. It's a breezy melodrama about a group of young single people spending the summer in Mexico. Papa plays Robert Douglas, an American college student. In my favorite scene, he starts singing to a group of friends on the beach. He's handsome, he's innocent. Don't tell him no, don't tell him no. Oh, my darling, don't tell him no. 
But the real reason I love the movie so much is that my mom was there on the beach too. She's dancing, he's singing to her. They're so playful together. When he says that he needs you, he needs you for life. Oh, my darling, my darling, don't tell him no. Don't tell him no. It was the only time they shared the screen, but it's also where they fell in love. My darling, don't tell him no. Red Elvis. We'll be back in two weeks. I've learned so much from you, you the Soviet people. I think Dean enjoyed the benefits of the, the Soviets needing a Western rock star. It was very advantageous for them to find somebody like Dean who could be a socialist and a rock star and look very American. I need police escort to be able to walk in the streets in Moscow. Uh, after the concerts, uh, I need a uh, hundred police so I can get to my car. He would jump off the stage, he would walk along the aisles. For us, it was not just a breath of fresh air. For us, it was the biggest revelation after Bible. Red Elvis is a co-production of iHeart Podcasts and School of Humans, based on the Curiosity Stream documentary Red Elvis, The Cold War Cowboy, directed by Thomas Ladder and produced by Talos Films. Check out the doc at curiositystream.com to learn more about Dean and Ramona and to watch his performances from all over the world. The show is hosted, co-written, and executive produced by Ramona Reed. Jason English, Virginia Prescott, Brandon Barr, and Elsie Crowley are executive producers. Ryan Murdoch is the co-writer and senior producer. Jessica Metzger is the senior producer. Jeremy Thal, that's me, is our editor. Fact-checking by Savannah Hughley and Adam Bisno. This episode was mixed and mastered by Zubin Hensler. Thomas Ladder is consulting producer. Dean Reed is voiced by Mark Valley. Patty Reed is voiced by Nicole Britton. Casting support services provided by Breakdown Services. Music licensing by John Luongo for Trector Entertainment. Sound design by Jeremy Thal and Zubin Hensler. Additional music by Jeremy Thal, Zubin Hensler, and Ross Belenois. Narration recorded at JTB Studios, Los Angeles. Special thanks to John Higgins with Curiosity Stream. If you're enjoying the show, leave a review in your favorite podcast app. Check out the Curiosity Audio Network for podcasts covering history, pop culture, true crime, and more. I could say, let me give you the hot goss <laughs> on your Brenner. On <laughs> Isn't that what those two girls say all the time? Hot goss. School of Humans. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wooden! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.